The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Jammer's here to save the day. Bum, 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 bum. In case you're wondering, Jammer, this was this was me masturbating two men at the same time. That reminds me of uh, that one <laughs> Matt TV <laughs> skit. <laughs> there was a Matt TV skit where the guy was in a green screen suit and he was doing motion capture for a video game. And they were like, all right, you have two, two daggers and you have, you know... You know, you have monsters on all sides of you, so go ahead and stab them. And he started doing that. And like, yeah, now you have blood all over your face. Wipe your face off and stuff. And that was probably from like 2010 or something. Back when Mad TV, I guess, was a thing. How long has that been gone? Is it still on? It's not still on, is it? Mm-mm. It was on no for, I don't know. Jordan, P- J- Kia, and Peel came from Mad TV. Did they? I didn't yeah. know that. I didn't know that. Oh, I knew that obviously now, but I learned that later. I'm like, I don't even remember them. I just remember the lead guy that was kind of popular and like got like Which one chance in a movie. What? Which guy? I don't know. Who? There was one guy who was always the most like dressed like a baby. I don't know anyone's name from that show. Will Sasso? Was that who that was? Maybe. I don't remember. He was like, he was the only one ever, the only one anyone really cared about. I remember back when it was on. Like, oh, did you see the latest sketch? His name was a baby or I can't even picture. Oh, him. Stewie. Maybe. Must be. It looks kind of like Will Ferrell in my memory. That's all I can pull up. Yeah. Yeah, it's not even close to Will Sasso. Uh, I know who Will Sasso is now, actually, too. Was that him? Was was he in that TV? I don't remember if he was. I remember him. The the most recent thing I've seen him in is uh, Super Troopers 2. He's like one of the Canadian Mounties. Who was he in? Yeah, he was from Matt TV from 97 to 2002. It's probably the entire round if I had to guess. That was not the entire run. That show was around for a long time, I think. Let's see here. Let Have me you heard of Mad up. TV, Danny? No idea. It's a sketch really? group that's not SNL, but was 15, always trying to be 15 SNL. Seasons. 15 Damn. seasons. So it went from 95 to 2016. And it takes its title from Mad Magazine. Have you heard of that? Yes, okay. I've heard of Mad Magazine. I've never read a copy or seen a copy, but I have heard of it. Well, yeah, I'm it takes- aware of it. It's just using the same name brand to be like, these are weird, ridiculous sketches, just like our parodies. What's it called? Mad TV, did you say? Yeah, I wouldn't. I'd look it, it up, less, but not watch very much of it. It was less political. No, I was see if I recognize the logo or something. No, I'd no, no. I, I was on the WB back in the day. 
or something. Maybe Fox. WWB. I don't even know if it was on WB. I don't think it was. I think it was Fox. You think it was Fox? All right. Anyway, do you want to? Did you look at the news stories, Jammer? I looked. I know the stories. I have not looked at the trailers yet, which I was going to do. I've literally just been. I came straight from downtown Denver. I think you're popped back. Fine. The Hawkeye trailer really has very little new footage. In fact, I'll tell our audience right now. It basically has a few shots. Like one of the shots is like, uh, you know, people show up and he's like, you should have brought more or something. And then more get out of the truck. And he's like, nope, never mind. And they add a line when she, when he's handing her the dangerous arrows. They add a line where she's like, I can't believe you're out of your regular arrows. And he's like, I got trick arrows. She's like, trick arrows? I think that was, was the it? extent of it, right, Danny? The new trailer? Yeah, that's it. I didn't. I don't think there was any new footage. It might have been from a, a different shot or something, but I don't recall any new footage. Although there was some more of the um, uh, Captain America yeah, stage musical. show. That, that, that looks like a lot of fun. And then Steve, a picture the musical. Of, um, that's it. That's Steve, that's it. Steve no, it's Rogers. Is it Steve or is it Rogers? Rogers. Rogers. It's not it's Captain Rogers. America. Rogers. Yeah. And uh, Hawkeye's in the audience and he's giving that look of what the fuck is this? When the, so, the actor um, playing Thor puts his hammer like straight up in the air. But we don't we don't see the actor playing Hawkeye yet, do we? So no. maybe oh, that's that'll be a treat. It might be a little oh, confrontation. I wonder if he's gonna well, be like play, really like there. There's probably gonna be a third wall breaking. Like I can't believe you did die during Ultron or something. Ultron's invasion. <laughs> what if? Well, what maybe, if it maybe was? He's uh, it and they just reference it that well, he's not in it. <laughs> we didn't bother putting him in this one. <laughs> this is yeah, he's not important enough Avenger or something. Or <laughs> or you get a A list cameo. Like uh, oh, like like how uh, Matt Damon showed yeah, up for Ragnarok. Like you get like someone close to hit. Like it, hell, you get like Tom Cruise. That's why I would cast as Hawkeye for some reason. Tom Cruise <laughs> in a musical. That would be pretty good though. Well, we I would I would be on board of that. But yeah, that's obviously not gonna be a star that size. But it'll be funny to see like an A list actor it's not just obvious. there for it could twenty be. seconds. It could be a star that size. No, it I no, be. I'm just saying it's obviously not gonna be Tom Cruise. I don't. It could be. You don't know. If he's a Marvel fan, why not? He might, he might, that might be his, his in. He could now say he's been in a Marvel, well, actually, series, but he's been the MCU. He'd be like, uh, it was a fucking Tropic Thunder. He could be in the MCU. That's true. Oh, he would that. insist on doing some crazy Hawkeye stunt for real during the musical. That'd be funny. Shooting arrows sideways while falling in slow motion. <laughs> the backwards fall. Then, yeah, I, don't even I, think I just I looked at the trailer. It, it basically is the same thing. Yeah, same feeling. Um, Scream. Anyone? We probably don't really need to look at Scream either. It's... Well, let me talk. Are we going to talk about the news story or? Let me talk about the news story, Nick. Well, first of all, welcome to Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, the official oh, international okay. you know, premiere podcast no, of LRMonline.com. Stop it. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Breaking Geek Radio, the podcast, the official and premier podcast of LRMOnline.com and the Genreverse Network. I am one of your hosts, Joseph Jeremy Medina, here today with Nicholas Dahl. Hello. And Mr. Daniel Bartlett. Good evening. Good morning. Or if it's too late where you are, good night. Oh, thank you, Truman. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, so we're talking Hawkeye a bit. And I know some people really love the trailer, the last one. I'm one of those people, mm-hmm. but I also know there's some people who are kind of like, eh, underwhelmed by it. Where do you guys stand on it? Danny, apparently you love it as well. Uh, Nick, I forgot yeah. your opinions. I love it so much that it could, it could, it's not like originally when it was announced, I'm like, I'll enjoy it, but there's no way this could be as good as Loki or WandaVision or any of those. But after seeing the trailer, I'm like, this could be more enjoyable than those shows. 
even. It, Maybe. It kind of feels it more in the vein of something like Die Hard. Or Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon set around Christmas. Lethal Weapon and Die Hard both set at Christmas. Yeah. Right. Yeah. With a kid. Or not a kid, but 20-something. Yeah, with a younger guy and a guy who's too old for that shit. I hope we get some good Lethal Weapon references. I hope did not. You, and it, did you see at the squeaking. end of the trailer? My dog. Oh, I thought that was your chair, and I'm like, stop no, moving. That, that's that's my dog. He's he's chewing. Your I remember. I, I promised. I promised that we promised. I promised that we wouldn't actually get a squeaky toy for our dog, but they don't label that shit. So now he has squeaky toys. You don't try it out. Well, there was like, one that was actually like a stump, and I had a bunch of little animals inside of it, so he can kind of fish them out. Oh. Um. And, you squeak. and those are squeaky, and I we didn't test them beforehand, so. I was going to add one other thing about the trailer. Did you watch the announcement at the end where they're going to air two episodes the first week? That's the news we didn't know. Did not know that. That's Wait, so two episodes the first week? And then one episode a week after that. That's smart. I like it. Yeah, I like it when the boys does that, especially in the second season, because in the first season, the boys was all dropped at once. So they were like, we don't want to do one a week, so we'll give you three the first week. And everyone still flipped out and started like review bombing it on Amazon because they're like we like, we won't want to watch this weekly we like it's crazy is that to you i don't like you just throwing that out there audience wasn't me <laughs> no, i'm not saying it was you i'm talking to audience don't be that person just please don't be that person let us let us keep shows in the zeitgeist for longer than a week that would be great absolutely well i mean yeah. when we get to our topic of the day squid game it's a show one of the few netflix shows to have a lasting impact did you finish it jamma i did Cool. Yeah, we're finish gonna, it. We'll do full, full spoilers at the end of the show then. Gentlemen, don't mind. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for Hawkeye. Um, like you said, lethal weapon feel to it. I'm really excited. Um, I don't expect it to be groundbreaking, Mm-mm. but I expect it to Just be fun. really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a oh, shot yeah. of his I'm wife excited. in this trailer too. I don't remember her in the last one because no, I, I think, think she's in this trailer. Who? Yeah, in the first trailer, I think we had questions about where was his wife, and now we know that she's mm-hmm. actually alive and well and clearly in in communication with him and it seemed to be in good communication too it didn't seem like it was a strained certainly not for that little clip we got because one of the things we um we thought that possibly could be that their relationship was strained because of everything he went through as ronin etc etc but the short clip that she's in it looks like she's quite say happy it's not i don't get that impression at all there's a very small moment a very small line but i get the impression that they're they're in communication and they're quite happy together still. So. And at first I thought it was going to turn into a Spider-Man thing where it's like, he's missing everything important. What's Jammer? Why is Jammer choking on his food? No, I just imagine him going like, Oh, I can't shoot arrows anymore. <laughs> no, like no, no. Too. <laughs> no, I was thinking like he, he fires the bow and the arrow just doesn't go anywhere. It just sits there. He's like, damn it. And then <laughs> he gets the ground. Like Spider-Man. Too. Turned into a stormtrooper and can't hit shit. <laughs> No, no, I meant was like, uh, uh, what did I? Oh, oh, you know how like Spider-Man's always disappointing people and you can't tell them why. Like, oh, you're oh, missing yeah. class. This one, at least his wife knows why he's going to be late for Christmas. He's a fucking Avenger. <laughs> Chris will still be I'll upset. be home for Christmas. What? He's doing I'll be home for Christmas. It's, this is a remake of the Jonathan Taylor Thomas movie that they made back in like the late 90s. I think it was called I'll be home for Christmas. Did you know that Jonathan it. Taylor Thomas grew up and changed his name to uh, Jeremy Renner? Yeah, I did know that. That's crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. Really insane. No, I have no idea what happened to that kid. Well, he wouldn't be I a mean, kid he, anymore. But... He retired on his piles of money and is probably living his best life. That's what happened. Good for you, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I approve. 
But speaking of approve, <laughs> what did you think of the Scream trailer? <laughs> did you guys watch it? No. Yep. It's I fine. Did, I mean, it's like here, the fourth what, one. Get, I was so like, I don't know how it works. Seen it, who hasn't seen it? What is the tone of this one? The same. They're very okay, consistent so, on the tone. So it's 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 scary, but also tongue in cheek. Yeah. This time, David Arquette's character starts talking about the rules of horror movies in it, since we don't have Jamie Kennedy around anymore. We don't. Is he dead? He died in an earlier movie. Character is not the actor. Oh, his character. character. Oh, I was like, what? (laughs) And I don't know the screen movies nearly well enough to know whether or not he died because I don't remember who dies in those movies. I love the first two. Other than Drew Barrymore dying at the first 10 minutes of the first one. But it's interesting. It looks just like the fourth, as far as like, I don't know how they're going to work it into the adult generation. I don't even remember how they did it the fourth one. Like, oh, yeah, there was a fourth one. I don't remember. And then there was a series. Now, I've never seen the series because it's not continuity. Yeah, I think it was on MTV, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you're right. I've only seen the movies. And the first two are something I watch every October. I saw the first three movies. Never saw the fourth one. No, me neither. Uh, If you never saw the fourth, there's nothing in the fifth trailer that would make you want to see it more than you didn't see the fourth. Except for Jack Quaid, one of my favorite actors right now. Who's Jack Quaid? He is in The Boys. He's the main character. Okay. And then on Star Trek... uh, uh, lower decks he voices the main character so i follow him on twitter and i enjoy seeing his excitement over things and i'm like fuck yeah i'll watch it for him alone especially with my alamo draft house movie pass <laughs> yeah keep it's on a january pushing, release keep on pushing the the alamo draft house keep on doing oh, it. i have this to is a great deal i need Jones to get, explain, the only person i know who shredded what it is explain what it is because i don't think everyone knows what that is the theater or the the, the alamo the draft pass. house pass thing twenty dollars yeah. a month you get one movie a day if you want for free. So I mean, it's not I, for free. It's for $20. Well, yeah, yeah. But like I bought the day after I saw Bond and my Bond tech ticket cost $19 um, because it was the big show. There is an upcharge for the big show in 3D of like a dollar and you still have to pay online fees. But and but you get seven days in advance of everyone else to buy tickets. So like this oh. week, if you want eternal tickets, only movie pass people can get them this week. At Alamo Draft House. That's a Stop deal, folks. So, yeah, if you see two movies a month, you've more than paid for it. Nice. So, so Scream's a no-go? I was not. Yeah, it looked the same as the others. I haven't seen number four. This doesn't make me want to see this one. And I don't know why it's not called five if it's got all the same characters in it. I, don't. I hate that shit. It's like Halloween. No, I don't mind it. I don't mind it because it's clear what they're trying to do. They don't want to make Go younger on. audiences, who, let's be real, are the target because they're trying to start a new thing. They don't want to make it seem like you have to watch the past four movies. Maybe that's why Scream. Maybe that's, that must be why, because Scream Four was supposed to start a whole new trilogy, but this looks like none of the Scream Four characters are returning, and they're starting with a whole new group of younger kids, including I mean, Jack Quaid. Is he? A, and then, is he a kid? Well, you know, younger people. They're not always that high guy schoolers is, either. Jack Quaid is is what thirty? Probably. You're all young compared to me. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I'm like Jack, uh, Jack Quaid's probably my age, but he can play younger than he looks. But I wouldn't make him a high schooler either. No, I wouldn't either. And I have a weird. terrible feeling he's gonna have this based on the trailer. They say the trailer doesn't spoil everything or anything, and you're like you're reading it long. I have a horrible feeling after the trailer that he won't be around very long in the movie. The most interesting part of the trailer is that they make a big deal that everyone's using uh, cell phones. Okay, explain. Like like you know they repeat the opening sequence with drew barrymore only it's a person on her cell phone Um, and and i forgot they like 
there's the, like and Ghostface has some kind of special app or something. You know, it's like all very much we're in future. We're not using the same shit we used to use. So the idea of Ghostface using a phone, you can do more than just call someone. I don't you think it's he doesn't. Yeah, you can text. You can send now, TikTok. You can TikTok. TikTok the murder. Exactly. <laughs> much easier to film the murder and put it out too. We got to see the theory about whether or not Apple allows bad people to use their product. Actually, so can whoever's we talk holding about the this? Samsung phone is the one that is the murderer. Whoever's holding the Nokia, he's the killer. Or she. Can we talk or about them, that though? Like, like how that'd be kind of cool is is like someone TikToking the murder or something and having yeah. that go viral. Is that what happens? I don't know. It's not in the trailer, but I was thinking that would be a cool way to bring in cell phones and current technology. They kind of avoided it in Scream. Four, like it was there, but the, this trailer seems to emphasize the new technology yeah. that we have in our pockets that we didn't have in our pockets. I guess the I think last the, one came out when the iPhone was brand new. So 2011, like it wasn't brand new. It was four years old, but it, it definitely is different from how it is. It's not the juggernaut it is today. No, and they didn't even have apps on the first iPhone. So I mean, it came with apps. You could download them. So yeah, it's it's about yeah. That's the main thing I noted about it. And of course, all the original cast is back because they're all alive. The main main characters. Sydney, David Arquette's character, what's her face's character? That's, that's it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. What's her face's character? Very I can't remember her name, but... the chick from Friends. Oh, uh Courtney, Courtney Cox. Cox. Courtney Cox's character, David Arquette's character, and then Sydney. I, I always remember that episode of Friends where they first introduced her as Courtney Cox Arquette. And in the uh in the credit opening credits, they had everyone's last name Arquette at the end. <laughs> it's like uh like Jennifer Aniston Arquette, Matt LeBlanc Arquette. <laughs> Um, great show. If you haven't watched Friends, watch Friends. Jonesy's not here to fucking naysay about it. It's I'll a great show. It. it is a great show. You've never watched it all the way through. I've seen a few Jonesy. episodes. It's enough to judge a show. How much have you watched of it? More than three over the More years. More three seasons? No, episodes. No. Um, Nicholas Doll. Friends yeah, what's wrong with for you? me. I like Seinfeld, which is the contemporary. That doesn't mean they're not mutually exclusive. They're not. You no, can't, but like ones. Mean, I, I like Seinfeld. I'm a Seinfeld guy. We're a Seinfeld family, not a Friends. We family. are. And this house, <laughs> this house is a Seinfeld out of here, curb Nick. house. Get the fuck out of here. You could be all three of those things. No, I've watched awesome. Friends a little bit enough of it to know you it's said, not you my. You just said three episodes. You watch yeah, three that's episodes? how much we watch an episode before at least three, which is the rule we are we use anyway but that's a different i feel like it's different for sitcoms sitcoms because they're so not serialized it's like you kind of have to like humor of a show you have to no you have to steep yourself of it which is why i usually give comedies six to eight episodes before i decide because you have to like adjust your mind to the comedy style which is why i did it for schitt's creek which i don't like which is why i did it for community which i don't like like which schitt's creek it, it's like the uh, opposite of the it. other shows. That's a feel-good show compared to Sunny. I couldn't get into it. I couldn't get into it. I just didn't. I did um, it during the pandemic. I, I don't. I mean, I, I can look at it and be like, okay, clearly this show is something for people. It's not for me, but for I gave it a shot. My cat. Actually I gave likes it a it shot. More. What's that? My cat actually enjoys it more than people. Oh, probably. I don't. You said don't, it was. It was for other people. I don't know. You said it's for people. You didn't even say other people. You're like, it's not for me, but it's for people. <laughs> It's I'll for people. People, people can, you know, they can like it. I'm not one of them. Uh, but yeah, what were we talking about? What was the, what was the? Story? We were on screen and we somehow got, <laughs> then we got to friends and then we got to shows you've tried out for more than six episodes. One story I do want to talk about that I think is pretty cool is uh, this comes from Oricon News, a Japanese outlet. We talked about this a few weeks ago when we were talking about Star Wars Visions. We I think we all mostly agreed that the Ninth Jedi was the strongest showing from 
the Disney Plus animated series. And according to Ori Khan, uh, director Kenji Kamiya says he would love to continue the tale and his team, uh, the team began in the short saying that they have the entire story mapped out and he would see an interview said he wanted to make a Star Wars work that he would want to see as a fan. Um, and it sounds like he's thinking in terms of features, not series. Like he would think of like a feature no, film. It sounds like he wants to do a feature of this. I thought that's which what is, I read, right? I would watch it a fucking feature animated film of this. Like I was thinking animated series, but if there was actually like a Star Wars movie that was anime, oh my God, all over that. And plus, isn't that what one, he says in there? He's like, I got a story built out for a feature. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Found it. Yep. At first, I, I was I like, oh, he wants great. to do live action. How is that going to fit in canon? I'm like, no, of course it would also be anime. Why the hell would yeah. it make it live action? <laughs> yeah, uh, I think that'd be great. I would love that. Because uh, I think we all said that we wanted to see more of this story. We want to see how it turns out. Uh, and yeah, this is the way to do it. Like, I'm on board. Disney, get behind this. You, you have a talent in, in Kenji Kamiya. And I want to see this realized. What about you, Danny, as someone who doesn't like him? I don't know if you did you watch this one by chance? No, I haven't got through to it yet. And that's a, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned it tonight, actually, because it absolutely as sad as it makes me sound now. I actually completely forgot about Visions. I got back into catching up with the uh, the Marvel shows and then Ted Lasso and then the morning show. And Bucky, you just reminded me that I wasn't caught up with these ones. So. I will watch it. You guys did talk about it being the favorite one that you had seen. I'd only seen the first three episodes at that point, but I will check this out now. Um, I haven't seen it. But any I'm not an yet. anime fan, yeah. so I just hope that I like this episode and it is one of the anime shows that actually might change my mind. I hope so, because I love Star Wars. I don't want to hate this just because it's fucking anime. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to get to it eventually. I just It wasn't a priority like The Mandalorian each week where I'm like, oh no, they'll spoil it if I don't watch it before I hop on Twitter, for Christ's sakes. So yeah. I feel like I have time with that show to wait until I'm in really good mood for S- Star Wars and then put it on. If you're hesitant about anime, I'd say it's the, that's the easiest one that goes down the easiest. There's okay, a lot of great role-playing stuff in there. Ninth Jedi. Well, that's yeah, what I was about favorite. to ask you, Jam, what, what you thought about it, being an anime fan, how it compares to the anime shows that you like and you watch. Because I mean, the ones that you like, I don't like. So if you really like this one, we might be fucked. <laughs> what, have you, what anime shows have you watched that i like uh i haven't watched hardly any i've watched about two or three episodes. <laughs> like, never got that hot, never got that far into them the last one was that one we did for the show what was it madoka i don't know 700 episodes of it or whatever it was magic madoka no i don't madoka that was 712 episode no, show was it i got 12 episodes movies. it's 12 episodes <laughs> what are you on man and it's a great show so how does it compare? Jokes aside, how does it it's compare? It's nothing different. It's it's completely different. It's a completely different. Is it really? It's like yeah, comparing two genres different. basically, because anime. It, yeah, it's genre. two two different genres. One one's like a a dark, magical girl fantasy. The other one is like a space opera high fantasy hero's journey. Okay, but it's more. I think for me, it's it's the animation style that I'm having trouble with, Jam. I the the. I think you just need a. I just need, you need to put on your big boy pants and get over the animation style and just <laughs> you know appreciate a story for its strength. That's what I think. Okay, I, I, I'll try it. Well, I'll certainly try because it it's Star Wars. I'm still not going back to those other anime shows, but I'll try this one. That's fine. Wars. I mean, yep. it's. I liked it. I don't think it's like amazing, but I really liked it. I thought it was fun. Okay. Very cool. straightforward. Oh, I wish I so remember. What do you think? You- the specifics. I saw an article. This is gonna be like the worst news story ever because I don't know the specifics. And I okay, meant to. Nick, I went to tag Jam or admit I saw it. But some character. I think it's a Marvel or a DC character. 
some it's a character that exists in comics is getting well, its first uh manga is that what they're called manga manga i always call it like mango or man yeah some I, I wish i remembered who it was but it's like some character who's never been in that form it might even be spider-man or something but you know literally not made in the u.s to look like it but it's being done in japan let's see here i mean there have been others in the past that have gotten both anime or either anime or manga adaptation uh, I'm, I'm trying to google it i don't see any yeah anything about sure that more specifics Somewhere it's on my Twitter feed, people. I'm sure I retweeted it. <laughs> Good for you. Um, okay, cool. So moving on from that story, another great one that is quite interesting comes courtesy of Mr. Tom Holland, who oh. is talking Star Wars, or not Star Wars, talking He's Spider-Man. Talking Star Wars. <laughs> Spider-Man. Uh, so he talked a little bit about Alfred Molina working with him saying, or actually it's not him, but the article saying Holland who didn't start slinging webs until 2016, couldn't help but geek over the veteran Molina calling him one of my favorite super or favorite people I've worked with. It was really fun to watch him see how technology has advanced. And he was making these films, the arms were puppets and we did it. They're all imaginary and CG. It was quite cool to see him relive it, but also to relearn (laughs) it. No way home. Oh, no, okay. I can take it, turn off the voice now. No way home marks Holland's third solo Spidey appearance. Well, that's Thank, the first, yeah, I, the I first had... part of the story is the arms. The second part's a okay. different story. I All right, let's, let's talk about the arms then. So, how do you, th- I think it's cool that they're doing arms because when I think of uh, Marvel movies, I tend to think of like green screen central and then everything around them is just fake or plates or whatever. And, um, the fact that they, when they use prosthetics or or practical types things as much as possible, it, it does add something to it. And I guess it, it, I'm curious of how much there probably isn't really much, but I'm curious if there's any sort of crossover between like, I don't know why I'm even thinking this. Sam Raimi like giving some sort of input to John Watts on stuff because of you know Spider-Man three about how he did things. So I guess that makes sense. Um, and hopefully that being retained a little. He's saying they're not using the arms this time. That's the that's why I found interesting about the quote. It says we're doing them CG this time. You spent the day. So they are fully CG, which is slightly disappointing. I was so focused, so focused on my accent that I didn't really actually take in what he was saying completely. And they look Um, great in the trailer, the few clomps we see from them. But they were so well, they were like four different personalities and they were all like puppets. Like, uh, you know, they had like five, like three or two puppeteers on like every arm like give them emotion and stuff and then you know some scenes it was obviously cgi but even then they would lift alfred molina up and then cgi the arms on the ground and like move him on ropes like he's actually so this is yeah this is back to this is more current mcu it's cheaper and easier so we're gonna cgi the arms and they, they probably look great these days in cgi just i mean they probably cool look good feel. enough yeah i like, feel like the movie had a special feel by them being animatronic last time like he could really act with them really well but he's not well he was a good actor great. he can act no matter what it's true talking shit true. um true so any thoughts about that daniel no i got nothing i'm more interested about the next bit of this story this is the bit that interests me more no way home marks holland's third solo spidey appearance and story-wise the actor calls it a conclusion to his trilogy wrapping up the narrative he and watts first introduced in 2017's homecoming We were all treating No Way Home as the end of the franchise, let's say, he adds. I think if we were lucky enough to dive into these characters again, 
you'd be seeing a very different version. It would no longer be the Homecoming trilogy. We would give it some time and try to build something different and totally cha tonally change the films. Uh, whether that happens or not, I don't know. But we were definitely treating No Way Home like it was coming to an end, and it felt like it. Bum, bum. It's interesting bum. he said uh, franchise, not just trilogy. He says trilogy in the sentence also. I mean, I think it makes sense. Like, I don't think this is the last we'll be seeing of him mm -hmm. as Spider-Man. Don't but tell I do Kyle think that. that... He'll disagree. <laughs> the last time we'll see him in the MCU is what Kyle would say. But yeah. Um, but as far as the actual, this is the trilogy. This this is the had that sort of happy high school John Hughes yeah. type feel. That's this. Now that, you know, maybe a few years will pass, two, three years or something, they'll have a new one. It'll be, he's older, they'll change up the tone, and they'll make it something else unique that makes it stand out for the previous one. So College I think they're have probably right. They're giving an opportunity for this character that they have never had before, really, that they can actually show the character in age, different age stages, which is not really a yeah. term, but uh, as opposed to like Iron Man, he's just an adult. So it's, I think it's a great opportunity. I think it makes perfect sense. I don't think this is the last time we'll see Holland, but um, it will be the end of an era as then, one, as one Rachel Green would say from the show Friends. Which you should and, the end of an era. And then we know John Watts is staying with Marvel. But he's doing fantastic for, which also seems like a perfect fit tonally. So who would you get to helm a new Spidey trilogy? That's a, that's a question. And what kind of direction tonally would you like to see it go in? Wow. Zack's not, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I won't even say Raimi, even though I like his movies. I think it's time for a new... Vision. I agree. I don't think so, anyone's saying Raimi. Raimi's too busy. Well, Doctor that would Strange be my obvious one where I'm like, Sam Raimi. He's he directed the two best Spider-Man movies. But I hate um, you. But okay, continue. Is there someone else? But you, Matthew Danny? Vaughn. Ooh, Matthew Vaughn. Okay. Yeah. What kind of what would he bring okay. to it though? What what, what kind uh, of uh... style? And because I don't know, I don't think Spider-Man should go too dark. What does that mean, style? You gotta explain yourself. He well, brings style. Well, the most interesting things about each trilogy or set of Spider-Man films is they all have a completely different fighting slash web slinging slash camera style. For example, like Raimi was really good with always moving the camera and, you know, like Raimi loves like his super zoom ins all of a sudden that, and like camera work like that, there were, that should make Dr. Strange look beautiful. Um, so I don't know. I think uh, Matthew Vaughn, who's also a really good storyteller could probably write it himself. Uh, definitely could i think he would bring a very interesting you know you know you watch the kingsman movies you see how interesting the camera work is and the fighting style is 100 well, percent unique. Just, i guess my question is what is it going to be obviously he has the capability to do whatever he wants but what do you foresee as the tone um, i foresee i mean what do you want to be this is just fan making i would not go that much darker than what we're already getting like okay. I, I wouldn't go venom dark or endgame dark do you not think it depends on where we are in the MCU at that particular time, how far we are into the, the main big storyline? I mean, it could. I mean, but at the end of the day, like they, they do a good, they do a good job of, you know, making each movie stand alone and be its own thing. Even if things are serious on one side of the spectrum, like, you know, civil war had yeah, happened and then Thor Ragnarok yeah. came out very well. And then yeah. Ant-Man has its thing. So the, I don't think the tone of the MCU as a whole will affect any vision that a future director might have. There's a potential. How about Edgar Wright coming back and actually getting to do finishing? I thought MCU about film? that. Oh my god, that That's would the be correct cool. choice. But I don't think he would do it. He no, I don't too think much so either. Control. But 
certainly not commit to three, which is yeah potentially what it could be. That would be cool though. Um, I can imagine him going like basically turning it into what Spider Verse is, essentially, except in live <laughs> action. That's what yeah. I would imagine he would have done is essentially turning a live action Spider Verse, making a live action Spider Verse movie. And style. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because yes, we're already kind of yes. getting Spider Verse. Yes, in style, in style and feel, not and necessarily. Look, uh, the colors in the Spider Man movie done by him would be so beautiful, like after Baby Driver and stuff. Yeah. Scott Pilgrim, I mean, that's already a similar genre, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, yeah, Scott Pilgrim was basically kind of that. Uh, but I'm trying to think, who else would I want other than Edgar Wright and Matthew Vaughn, who are great filmmakers? I'm looking what, at my Blu-ray the... collection, trying to think about it. Um, so top filmmakers today. <laughs> Let's see. I would. Yeah. He would never do it, but uh, Christopher McQuarrie is just always a great writer director. He does his best stuff with Tom Cruise. I think he's too freeform for this. Because like he doesn't even have scripts done when he's doing his yeah. movies. Yeah, I think he's, he's also a screenwriter though. I mean, they probably just give him screenwriter credit because he's just making it up as he goes. That no, I mean like he's scre- <laughs> he's written like ten scripts for Tom Cruise and only directed like four. Like, and he was like the writer on the original X Men and stuff. He's he's a writer first, and then he became a director recently. You know who'd be interesting? Alfonso Cuarón. Hmm. That could be interesting. It. Wow. Hmm. Sorry, I'm like I'm like thinking about what that movie could be in my head, and it could be. I guess yeah, my too. mind, it's it's difficult because that guy makes a lot of different types of movies, so he he could be kind of a chameleon, but it would be well made. It would definitely be well made. Um, yeah. Anyway, sorry, I'm lingering. I'm just thinking about who else. I would have said on here ten years ago. I would have said J.J. Abrams would be perfect. I mean, I still think he would be fine. He'd be there because I was trying to think of like who's the new Spielberg. And the closest person in looks to movies is JJ, I think. And the strength for this one is that this time around, he would be working with essentially a control freak. So it the opposite would, of... they would they would be able to keep him on track, not on track, on tracks so that yeah. he, you know, is it comes to some sort of actual conclusion. So JJ Abrams, I think would be good. I think it's one that people would be like, oh, fuck JJ Abrams. And then they'd watch the movie and be did. like, whoa. Yeah, it'd be because I fucking people jj abrams is a really really talented director i am very sorry but he is if you look at the actual filmmaking prowess he brought to the star wars franchise oh my god after you know george lucas spent three movies just sitting a fucking camera on tripods and showing shots from a really far distance away as people walk down (laughs) corridors and compare it to the dynamic lighting and Mm -hmm. the kineticism that you get from this the, the force awakens it's night and day. Say what you will about the story, but he knows how to direct very well. And that's actually an element that I think that could be brought to this one. It's really, and he brought it to Star Trek too, bringing like a real sort of scrapiness to it that yeah. makes you feel like you're actually in a place, which I think could juxtapose well with what we usually get from the MCU in terms of everything kind of feeling just a little bit out place because it's mostly done in plates and it's not it's not it's mostly done in green screen and plates and all that and, and cg backgrounds and all that so it's it doesn't feel quite tangible but the story is so good that we don't care um so i think i think i agree i think he could be a good bet but i think we'd also need to couple him with a a good screenwriter yeah. and i'm sure they'd he's be a better great co-writer bet. than rise of skywalker yes. for sure yeah so great i think it's a great idea nick and all you hate is you're like no fuck jj fuck you he's a great filmmaker he's so good I mean, he made the about fourth Rick, best uh, Star Wars movie, but it was called Star Trek. Who's the guy from Mandalorian? Oh, Rick Famuyiwa? Famuyiwa? Rick Famuyiwa? Yeah. He did dope. Is that how you 
um, which was it's good. Also directed a couple of episodes of Mandalorian too, and I just think for it, and they were they looked great. They looked beautiful episodes. I do remember because I remember seeing the making of, and I remember which ones they were. But he's someone that is could fit in the machine that is Marvel and not necessarily be you know, too um, upset about having to be a, have a little bit of control. Like you mentioned, the control freak that could be in charge. But he was also young enough in that sense and talented enough to, to put his own flavour on it. So I don't know what that tone would be, though. That's why I'm struggling to think about what the Spider-Man films would be and then matching the director to it or the other way around. It's quite a tough one. But I like one what other he did with one the Mandalorian. I would think of, actually, it depends how good The Flash is, but the IT director who's directing Flash... If Flash yeah, looks uh, kind of like a Spider-Man movie at this point. Yeah. And he's yeah, the goofiest character in the too. Justice League. And, you know, along the same lines, kind of Robert Rodriguez would be very mm. interesting. Uh, he had, I think he directed one of the best episodes of the Mandalorian so far. Oh, the Boba Fett one? The Boba Fett one. And I hated, I hated Boba Fett because of how useless he was and how much people liked him. I, I irrationally hated him. It was an irrational feeling because I think the character was fine. Yeah, he's showing freaking Nick is flashing his shirt at me a picture of Boba Fett. Stupid. My sister's fiance gave it to me as I don't give a fuck who gave it to you. His... <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, best episode. Well, I, as I was watching it, I was hating myself. I was like, oh shit, he's making me like Boba Fett. So I guess yeah. I have a reason to be excited about the book of Boba Fett now. So, but yeah, he he really. He shot it with a lot of wide lenses, which I don't think any other episode used, which I thought was interesting, but it was cool. And I think he can really lump in that sort of rule of cool aspect to a Spider-Man story where it's just like, let's have this weird fucking thing happen. How? I will figure it out. And then they'll figure it out and it'll be really weird, but it'll be kind of cool. I dig it. I dig all these choices. Yeah. So good, good, good list, folks. They may be, they may be, you know, obvious choices, but I think they're pretty solid. Um, anything else you all want to say about Spider-Man? I'm good. Nick, nope. you oh. want to introduce? Oh, and we have the other Spider-Man news. Oh, that's all I have to say about it. Tom Holland Spider-Man. Oh, right, right, right. So actually, at one point, I was like, "Ooh, perfect transition." But the other news for you. has to do with uh, the animated films. Uh, you know, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, which was probably the best Spider-Man movie ever so far. It's up there. I think Definitely it is. I there. think it's the best Spider-Man movie for me. Uh, and it is. The, it, it was just fucking great. It came from uh, producers Phil Lord and Chris Miller. It was totally unique. And we've all been excited to see what comes of the sequel. And we have a tentative 2022 release date, along with the title Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, which is kind of cool. But also it's like, isn't that, we're, we're kind of doing that now no way home so it, it's almost it's weird how we're kind of almost treading the same ground it seems like well that's more i think the problem of marvel doing a live action one marvel Sony doing a live action they're already copying the first one in a way you know yeah at least I agree. we're framing it that way in our brains but i kind of i talk about a lot i still don't expect the other two spider-men to get more than 15 minutes total i think it's gonna mostly be villains versus tom holland and we get little appearances by that way they don't feel too much like the spider-verse the UX actually gotcha. gave me a quick idea. I know this is super obvious then that uh, Phil, wait, Chris Miller and Philip Lord, that's their names, right? <laughs> no? Philip Lord. Phil Lord. Lord. No, you got, you got it right, but it's just funny you called him Philip. It's, it's Phil Lord and Chris Phil. Miller. They should direct the next Spider Man trilogy. Yeah, 
their live action shit is good i love 21 22 jump street and obviously their animation stuff is good for kids like they 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 can do pg so yeah they do pg and pg 13 for sure yeah titles commenting okay kind of reminds me of uh like the homecoming trilogy where they have to keep spider-verse in the title otherwise people won't know it's related which is i mean yeah it is the brand of that franchise it's the whole everyone calls it yeah spider-verse is the name of the franchise so that makes perfect sense um, what about you, Danny? What do you think? Uh, that's what I think. That noise <laughs> I made. <laughs> I have a title for the third one already. Beyond the Spider-Verse. Oh, I like oh. that. Boom, print it. Nick Did you it not like one. the first Spider-Verse movie, <laughs> Danny? Sorry, buddy? Did you not like the first Spider-Verse movie? I did. No, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I was I had the fortune to, to, to see it uh, two or three times, actually, because I've got nephews that really enjoyed it. So I went, I really did like it. I'm just not that I, I don't care about the title of the next one i'm just looking forward to seeing the next one okay that Fair was enough. my like yeah yeah okay we can pontificate about the title just make it a good film like the first one was all right uh let's see here moving on to the next story do you want to introduce this one nick having to do with a certain guardians of the galaxy film sure as teased in the last guardians of the galaxy give me one moment um the last the end of guardians of the galaxy volume two had like five post-credit scenes i believe maybe four yeah. i think it was five i think it was five i think and it was one five, of yeah. them was the cocoon that is actually fairly accurate looking to what adam the warlock adam warlock he's not the warlock adam, warlock, adam the warlock <laughs> when he first appeared in the comics it was very similar and then she even calls the pod adam um at the end and so i just imagine it going like tony the stark or iron the man <laughs> I don't know, because it reminds me of Aragon the Dragon from uh, uh, DC. But um, yeah, but we now have our Adam Warlock. Um, and James Gunn did confirm it, because so it, it, it was started off as a rumor, then the bigger pieces picked it up, and he's like, you know, like, I, I always, here's what it says. As you guys know, I often strike down rumors. So um, wonderful, to, welcome to the Guardians of the Galaxy, Will Poulter. That's the amazing actor and a wonderful guy. See you in a couple of weeks. Um, I think so Will that- Poulter is an interesting choice. I know a lot of us probably think of him from We're the Millers, mm-hmm. which yep. was the common movie <laughs> yeah, with, that's what. with Jason from- Sudeikis and uh, Jennifer from- Aniston. <laughs> other interesting things too. Let me. Look but he's been yeah. He's been, he was in a what the heck was that Black Mirror episode? Um, you, oh, I remember that one. But the heck was it called? It was is. the video That's game one. The video game one. Yeah. Where he played, he played the uh, the eccentric, uh, wonderkin game developer, and he was very sort of like intense, and it actually like he, there was a lot of a, a lot of charisma to him there that I wouldn't normally expect, and it's also interesting. He was originally supposed to play Pennywise the clown for the It movies before it was taken over by really one of the Scars guards, and. Yeah. I think oh yeah, he's great. in Bandersnatch, the two zero adventure. That's one. it. That's right. Bandersnatch. That's it. I can't, I wanted to call it like Minderbach, but I have no idea what the heck that is. Bandersnatch. Maze Runner. That's the like Revenant, a new beer. Minderbach. one of his biggest roles. Oh yeah, he was um, in the Revenants. Yeah. And. Yeah, and he's actually in a new series I just started last night on Hulu, a Dope Sick, which is about the uh, op- opioid crisis told from the perspective of the heads of Purdue Pharma and a little doctor. In the, in the small town played by does he play uh, does he play a pharma bro in that or something i don't know who he isn't yet i just see it on his list because i can like i can imagine him 
I could imagine him as being like a freaking farm pharma bro. Basically the what's his name? That one douche. Oh, you know, I know who you're talking about. You guys know who I'm talking about. Oh my god, what is his name? Let's not give his name recognition. Fair enough. No, but the two other oh people have been wanting uh Zach Efron because like he's supposed to be a perfect human being as part of the point, which are alien, you know. One we of the go final, to Zach Efron. I can't as remember the, the two. Human being. I can't remember both of them, but one of the other two finalists was a uh, the guy from Bridgerton that like stole the spotlight. Uh, I never saw Bridgerton. And he's more so of someone say. you do look at and you're like, that is the perfect human being. <laughs> yeah, well, Poulter is definitely interesting in that sense, but um, I could even imagine James Gunn sort of making a joke about it. It's like I thought you're supposed to be the perfect human being. It's like I'm perfect to them, okay? <laughs> Plus, he is tall, which fits it with the other Severn. The Severns are the is he one tall? who made him. How tall is he? Six something. No. He seems like he's short. I imagine That's what he's I thought, short. too. <laughs> yeah. There you go. What do you think of this news, Danny? Any thoughts about Adam the Warlock being cast? <laughs> <laughs> I do think it's an interesting choice, considering who the character and what the character is meant to be. But knowing James Gunn, and after you just said Jammer, I definitely think that's the way they'll go. There'll be reference to um uh to the way the look doesn't quite match the perfect human being so to speak i think they'll ref i think that'll probably be the kind of thing that's referenced throughout the movie i can imagine star lord referencing that a lot and um and so drax as well quite often commenting on <laughs> drax <laughs> do you think that's yeah he'll be a villain i'm thinking he'll be a villain for part of the movie and then probably come together with them for a bigger threat at the yeah, end because he's agree. being built by the people who hate them because they stole the batteries or whatever <laughs> shot down all their ships i'm Maybe curious walking. about how uh where this fits into the timeline oh it's james after- gunn said that today guardians what of the galaxy it? 3 and uh christmas special are modern day mcu which is interesting because it means that they built this thing 10 years ago <laughs> and so what's he Maybe been doing for 10 years snapped. i don't know Maybe they'll accept it. And what's the most interesting about how they got to utilize him is in the comics, he's so powerful because he has this, he's the one who has the soul stone in his forehead and he actually get eats souls and stuff. Um, and also his biggest appearances in the comics were like Infinity War and Infinity Gauntlet. Because mm-hmm. like I remember his main Infinity rival Gauntlet. is Thanos. Him, him and Silver Surfer were like the yeah the conduit I would compare them the in the same group. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm interested to see how it looks. Give me give me that initial. Uh, production photo i'm also, curious of what he looks like do you think the boss logic i'm sure already has one <laughs> well that's that's not official that's a boss logic mock-up do you think this is the character james gunn was talking about when he said he's bringing in his the best one of the best marvel characters ever or do you no, think oh, when when, maybe, when did he say that a few weeks ago no because we knew this guy was coming yeah years ago i that's think it's I gonna be someone else cool all right uh anything else before we talk the game of squids squid talk squid games squid game i know i know that it reminds i had a friend i was talking to a friend from high school yesterday and he's like have you watched the squid games and i was just like it's called squid game get it right you got it wrong twice you added Uh, the and then you made it plural it's called squid game you fool uh jonesy did put squid games in the title of last week's episode oh no correcting it no did you fix it (laughs) no i didn't bring it up it doesn't matter most people call it that i think that was just many hits spelling it wrong why did you let it happen we we look like idiots we do if people (laughs) could see us anyway yeah but now we just sound like idiots as well this is the worst day of my life 
spoiler free, not even doing the plot or a Twitter review, would you recommend or would you not recommend? I have recommended it to right, everyone so I, I fucking can't know hear except you. for my parents. My headphones are going haywire, so hang on. Uh oh. What would you say, Danny? Recommend or not? Oh, recommend? oh, that's a real shitty question. How dare you ask me? How many episodes were there in the show? Nine, right? Nine. Yeah. If you'd asked me that after eight, I would have said yes, I'd recommend it. After seeing all nine, I'm torn. Interesting. I I'm obviously torn. would, as I was saying, I'd recommend it to everyone on the planet before it was even a big hit. Like I watched it weekend number one, like Stranger Things just happened into it. I don't recommend it to my parents. My mom doesn't like blood. I would recommend it to my dad, but they watch everything together. Otherwise, yeah, I would recommend it to people who like thrillers. Yeah. But it's such captured such a bigger audience than just people who like thrillers, it feels like. Yeah. It's like a phenomenon. It's yeah, it's it's their biggest show. It's the biggest show ever on the biggest streaming platform in the world. So it's big. Been talked about probably longer than Stranger Things first season, maybe not as long as the Tiger King yet but it's it's pop culture worldwide <laughs> yeah i mean this is your opportunity netflix i've i've criticized netflix in the past for not franchising their series or taking advantage of them as franchise now is the time get me get us some of those get those pop figures made get those vinyl figures made get that whole make freaking squid games the start squid games millennium squid games x and they all of these doing, different versions. They are doing a video game, they announced. They've been trying to get they're into video, video games, and all they're right. doing a Squid Game video game. There you go. Netflix, you need this. You need this. So that in 10 years, when you relaunch your service, you can relaunch it, and we can all be nostalgic about Squid Game when it first came out. Make Squid Game in <laughs> Disney style, from the 90s Disney style. Basically okay. do what they did at the end of 22 Jump Street, except with Squid Game. You know, we're doing having all the sequels, all the iterative sequels. Do Medical what AMC school. is doing and drill and drill the Walking Dead into the ground and basically make it so that by the end of it, we hate it. We hate Squid Game with every fiber, fiber of our being and wish it nothing but ill will. If you haven't done that, you've failed, Netflix. I think they're doing pretty good on the merchandise so far. And now I picture it. The three pop figures that are super easy is they're all the exact same. Does No, you probably put a gun in one of their hands, but you have your triangle circle and your square pop figures. Mm-hmm. Well, obviously, the soldiers are the tri- spoilers from here on out. Soldiers are, what is it? Managers are squares, soldiers are triangles, and circles are workers. workers. Yeah. Workers. So you just put a little machine gun in the, in the triangle guy's hand, and then boom, that's three super easy pops. Yeah, how did you? Okay, let's let's talk spoilers. So first of all, I would recommend this. Like I said, to people who like thrillers, I think this mm-hmm. was really good. I think it was a bit, it dragged out a little bit. The episodes were a bit long. I think they could have been cut down some of them by five minutes or so. So not a whole lot. But did you notice their varying lengths? I didn't even notice yeah. my first watch through. Like one of them yeah. on like thirty-five minutes or something. That's, I mean, Number they're seven. all around fifty minutes, fifty-five yeah. minutes. But like the second some are over an 45. hour. Some are closer to 40 yeah that makes sense it's par for the course i think it works these days i mean ted lasso season two of ted lasso is like 30 30 30 35 46 48 50 so it's it's just that's the reality we're living in now which is cool it's just making sure you always wanted that reality of tell Mm -hmm. it as long as you even if you don't agree let's say that yeah i think i think it could have been shorter but the fact that they're making them as long as they think they should be that's a good thing yeah, but the filmmaker has the like. Is now that we're free from the shackles of even HBO, like yeah, it doesn't. But I mean, you conversely, make, you don't have to make thirty an hour long shows anymore. 
Conversely, though, I do feel like it's made a lot of shows longer than they need to be because they're not constricted. They could be like, oh, I can include every scene that I want. And I'm like, do you need that scene? I don't think you do. But uh, I think all the scenes were good. It was just some of them were just dragged out a little bit more. And I I couldn't tell if that was me just being like, tell me what happens. I want to see what happens. Or if it was them just being just a little too dragged out. So I guess what was your guys' favorite game? Favorite game. So here's the thing that I thought was interesting about Squid Game. Most of the games were not fun to watch. They weren't spectacles. They were people hunched over on the ground and shit. Marbles. And it was just weird, like the marbles and then like the honeycomb thing. I was just like, who thought this was a good idea for a terrifying. game? Who's, yeah. Like who's who's paying billions of dollars or millions? Who's betting millions of dollars to see these guys freaking hunch over a honeycomb and scrape away at the corners or the <laughs> edges? Like who's paying to see this? Um, you know, red light, green light, I think had like a high like, oh, this is a spectacle to watch. Um, and then, of course, you had oh, other oh, games that were mind. better. Two of the, the other of two of them were good. Favorite. Tug of War, I think, was my favorite, especially bridge. how it played out. And then the Glass Bridge was probably it's my terrifying. second favorite. That was great. That was really good. The Marbles uh, one though punches the biggest emotion I feel out of. That was world. the most depressing episode. Like ever. that's the twist where it's like, oh, you had to beat the person you're playing, so you shouldn't have chosen someone you love, like the husband and wife. Right. And I was a, uh, like I said, I was talking to my high school friend the other day, and I was like, oh, I just, I'm only on episode. I'm not all the way through yet, but I've watched the most depressing episode. He's like, oh, you watched the Marvels episode. I'm like, yep, that was just, that was the worst episode to go to bed on. And that's exactly what it was. Like that episode happened. I was just like, I feel like crying. This is depressing. And then I had to go to bed because I had work the next day. So yeah, it was just heart-wrenching to watch. Though it, it is really cool how it kind of got flipped on its head a bit because of the actual ending of the show mm-hmm. revolving around the origin of the games and specifically contestant or player number one, who turns out is the mastermind of the whole thing and essentially was playing the game because he wanted to feel something, which is fucking, oh, fucking people and your overindulgences get, come on, just, you're better than this. Uh, anyway, I just like going, looking back at, at the previous episodes, how, in the the first one red light green light when he's like laughing as he's going it's like oh he's genuinely like oh my god i'm alive for the first time in my life this is so great and then you know of course the marbles part where he you know was pretending he was feigning insanity at different parts partly i'm sure to fuck with the main character but also to give him an edge so that because he probably liked him he liked him and he didn't want him to die so he essentially gave him a win um and i remember thinking like also gets him out of the game he I could never survive right um but i couldn't tell in that episode i was like is he was he faking it because he was going crazy but then it then it made it seem like oh you're just tricking your friends is that what you would do and i was like wait so are you are you losing your memory or not i wasn't sure if he was like half in half out but no it was clear at that point by the end that oh he was faking it the whole time and was just controlling the narrative so to speak which was great like the fact that they were able to maybe look back at those episodes and they still, they don't feel disingenuous. They feel like they're in place. And the other great moment was when they were actually in the dorms and they were, that fight was breaking out and they were killing each other. And he yelled, he stood up on top of one of the bunks and talked about how scared he was and he was acting sort of senile. And then they stopped mm-hmm. and it made it clear like, oh, that was basically the order for them to stop it, which is also awesome. So it just, it, everything fit in really well. There's so much there upon rewatching it. 
you know, like I got compared to Fight Club before, where it's like when you know the twist, you're like, oh shit, there's there's a clue, there's a clue, there's a clue. Um, like one of the if you look at people, obviously from websites have broken it down. He doesn't have the same green glow around him that everyone else does during red light, green light. He almost almost like he's not being sensed at all. Oh, like from the oh, interesting. So like when they see detect the interesting. Yeah, yeah. Everyone around him is green and lit up, and even the person closest to him, who's right behind him, is not because it's almost like that's the safe zone. And let's see what yeah, when, it, um, when it goes a bit crazy when there's lots of people being shot and her head, the the doll's head is spinning around. There's mm-hmm. a scene where she's the the screen includes the old guy on it and everyone around him has either got a green square or a red square if they're about to get shot but he's got no square at all which means he's not even registered as part of the game wow. so i'm guessing he hasn't got a chip in his neck because that's where they put the chips right they kept scanning people's necks yeah. when they were when they died so i don't think he had a chip so yeah that, that even in that is a clue that he wasn't registered so even if he moved during the red it light green matter. light they wouldn't have shot him because he wouldn't have got caught that's nope, fantastic. And yeah. It, though he did, I mean, it does. There's not. It doesn't look like he's protected every game. Like maybe they would just shot him off camera away from other people if you failed the honeycomb. But I remember he gives the main character credit for licking it and coming up with a that strategy. But and also the you know, obviously the tug of war one. I mean, throughout the show he's like, these are my favorite games as a kid. Like yada yada yada. The tug of rope one. He knows the, the, the trick tricks. to win. And Stand he's not in the same locks. Yeah. And he's not in the same locks as everyone else. It's oh, like really? Locks he could just cl- clip open. Oh, the whole interesting. Team gets pulled under. That's and... so interesting because I I uh, I was wondering I was like I see I thought as I was watching I was like he was actually in jeopardy and he was just like going for it because fuck it I ain't got nothing to, like I'm rich I I'm I'm dying I can do whatever I want it doesn't matter but apparently he was still putting failsafes in for himself. And I don't think he's in. Uh... I think he's completely in his right mind. Yes, he has a tumor that he talks about even in the final episode. I don't think there's any dementia at all. He The first I time agree. they ask him his name, he doesn't give it because I don't know why they would connect it, but he's like hesitant to give his name when they're exchanging names. Um, in the scene where he pisses his pants, there's an empty water bottle right next to him on the bed. Like there's a whole bunch. It's like I kept waiting for my roommate to figure it out before it happened, even though I didn't. He didn't know until the very yeah. End. There's it's very and his subtle. house. That that whole room is actually designed off of his neighborhood. Like he's not some guy with dementia being like, oh my house is over here. Yeah. And then obviously he has to let the other guy win, even though they become friends over that. Um, because I don't think there is a way he could have cheated the bridge game. And that's why they pulled him out. I think that's why he let himself lose, and also because he really liked um. 456. I mean, you could have faked the bridge game. They could have just given him the way to go, the path. That's true. And put him last. Yeah. I want to put him first. Otherwise, everyone would make. Yeah. I'm just afraid he couldn't jump. The thing about the bridge is you have to still jump quite a distance between the glass panels. You're not just stepping onto the next one. That's true. I mean, we're like, I don't even think we can make that jump. <laughs> but this show is depressing, man. It yeah. was such a cynical ending. It's just like he won, but his friend killed himself. But his fucking crazy psychopath friend. And then like, oh, his mom died. I'm like, really? He can't even save his mom. He can't even do like it's like nothing good happened except for at the end he decides to I guess try to stop it from stop it from happening again. Yeah, I wish they'd given us more victories. I wish I wish his mom lived, or I wish, but I guess it can motivate him to go back to the games. It's just really depressing and cynical. I, I wish it was. I wish there was something that was more satisfying. 
He should have got on that plane. He should have got on that fucking plane. The reason he was playing that game was for his daughter, and he was five feet away from, from seeing her. And after spending a year feeling sorry for himself after he came out of the games with all that money, forgetting forgetting his best friend or his friend, the, the promise he made his friend to look after his mum, the promise he made that girl to look after her, her brother, forget all that, forget the promise he made to his fucking daughter. He pissed around for a year, then kidnapped a kid and gave I mean, it to the grandmother. I hardcore PTSD. I can't, I've uh, never yeah, been I, through that. It's, You're making excuses I, for him now. I think that was a shit. I, he should have got on that fucking plane. I, I don't know. I plane. think it's easy for us to armchair quarterback someone after they've spent, you know, several days in and around death, actively involved in killing people and essentially being treated as less than human and expecting that you're going to come out of there with some sort of logical frame of mind, which you can't. It's like it's all you it's, it changes you. Yeah, I'm not saying that you wouldn't get that affected, but this this is a TV show. I think you could have got on that plane and the second season could have been someone else. So he could have come back from America or he could have been in American's version of it. He could have got a card while he was in America. I think all the everything he went through, if he was then going to change after a year and seeing the old man triggered something that made him realize he should get his shit together, getting his shit together, rescuing the kid and taking him to the grandma and all that. He's getting his shit together. Should have been getting on that plane to go and see his daughter. That should. Have I been mean, the last we all we all wish he should have done that. We all wish he would have kept his promises, and we all wish he would have gone on that plane. Even but... the front man wished that. Where he's like four fifty six. He's like, get on that plane. <laughs> Is that what you didn't like about yeah. it? Yeah, the um, ending. I, just the very ending. Me, was the rest of the episode okay, I mean, or you just didn't like the final decision? Well, I think when it got to. When it got to the old man coming back, I mean, oh, wow, okay, that was cool. We didn't see that coming, but I don't, that didn't add any. He didn't really show his motivations well enough for me. I wasn't quite really sure why the old man was doing that to all these other people. I think it was a bit of a, it seemed like a bit of a rush way of, we have a twist, but we're not quite sure how we're going to actually explain that twist. So this is what we'll do. Um, but like I just said, those are the reasons I didn't like it. I'm, I'm totally with Jammer that a, a situation like that would have fucked you up, but I think, it would have been a better way to end it with him sorting his life out, getting on that plane, and then the sequel, bringing him back or something like that. But for him to turn around, the whole thing just felt really, oh, you bastards. Like Jamma said, it was really depressing and it was really miserable. And I don't I don't like depressing and miserable endings in, in shows and movies. So it did leave a sour taste in my mouth for the rest of the, the show, unfortunately. I will recommend it, but I will not tell anybody anything about it and then be keen to ask them what they thought yeah. when they've watched episode nine. Don't even tell See people there's a twist. My roommate told no, no, his exactly, brother there's yeah. a twist, and so his roommate figured it, his brother figured it out. No, no, I wouldn't do that. No, you're right. I say, oh, please do watch three episodes. See how you feel. If you watch all of it, tell me what you think. That, that, yeah. would, be a, that would be it. Yeah. But I'm with you, Jammer. The guy would be messed up, but I guess I just wanted to a neat box with a nice bow and then a ribbon as a viewer <laughs> as a viewer you just you're, you're you're hoping for that 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 little victory you know that little something yeah. that makes you feel I, I can understand that like i guess for me i i would agree personally i wish but at the end of the day at the same time i think it's still a well-told story and i understand why they did what they did especially since it's leading yeah. into a sequel it's not what sure. i would have preferred but it's a valid way to go and i'm sure for a lot of people who have that darker taste it works for them because yeah. I won't say it's bad. I'll just say that it's, it was the ending itself I did not care for because I wanted to go to bed the, yeah. feeling happy. <laughs> and I didn't go to bed feeling happy. Yeah, that one I went homeless to bed guy got helped sad. out. Yeah. 
What's in the box? What's in that the was, box? Is one of those images. What's in the box? <laughs> that was the smallest victory is that guy getting helped out. Yeah. Let me see. The creator has said two things about the sequel or next season, rather. Um, I'd heard it could be a prequel. I'm not sure. I feel oh, about really? That. I hadn't heard that. That'd yeah. be very, I would watch that too. I don't I heard like that. That it would be I about. Like, they have more about, mysteries that they want to dive into. I want to see the sequel. The, that the it'll be more about it'll be it won't be from the contestants point of view it'll be from like the korean police point of view slash 456 probably leading some kind of secret investigation mm. and he also said this yesterday which is the best part i don't know it could go either way he's like i'm very much listening to fan recommendations for what i should write into the next season interesting like i very I much like want to know what fans want to see i kind of like that that's kind of like cool too. until like, it turns into a star wars like situation all of us deciding that everyone. we want all of us wanting Robin to die. It's like that all over again. Yeah. <laughs> I will say there's another th- great theory out there that I wanted to get you guys' thoughts on. Um, depending which envelope you choose says whether you'll be a contestant or an employee. You know, it's like choose your color, red or blue. Some people think that oh. the people who are the, you know, the, the oh. employees are also people who played that game. But since they chose red, they're working for them and making money. They're not risking their lives as much. I would like like to see it more from the perspective of the workers. I thought it was cool. We got some insight with the cop, but I'd be open to seeing like the journey and what the eventual hope the payoff is for this role as a worker. What do do they get out of it? Because they're also in danger a lot. Like take off your mask, you get shot. Like cheat, you get shot. Like I also got the impression they were brainwashed somehow. I don't know what made me think that, but I got the impression they were being controlled in some way. But then when we saw the episode with the, the ones that were making a bit of extra money on the side by selling organs, then clearly they weren't controlled to that point. They weren't they weren't controlled by a microchip or anything. So I, I agree. I think that could be a really cool way. What brought those guys there and what kind of situation were they in where they were being mindless, almost mindless, just automatons and told what to do and just shooting people because they were quite ruthless when it was time to put, pull the trigger. No, 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 there was no shaking of hands or 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 second thoughts. They would just be right. You lost, bang. Or like, maybe former contestants. Or I was gonna say maybe ah, yeah. you're, the first year you play. I mean, the first year you work there, you are only trusted to be a worker or whatever. Worker. And then maybe you get yeah. a raise. Like once you can prove you can shoot a person in the head without remorse, it's like oh, you get promoted to assault. Well, no, even the workers shoot people in the head, right? Yeah. Well, huh. I don't know. I don't know. I thought they had pistols. Yeah. I don't remember. I I I thought that was a very interesting rumor. It's cool. I think there's a lot of great, cool, great, great directions you can go. I want to see the the Squid Game anime. I want to see the Squid Game D and D game. I want to see the Squid Game card, (laughs) the deck building card game, Squid Game. (laughs) The game. Remember the game, (laughs) the movie. Well, hold on, hold on, Jammer. If we have those, if we have multiple. multiple versions of it like a Dungeons and Dragons and a, and a card game and stuff would they not then be the squid games oh that is cute oh a little button like on that. the end um but yeah I think Netflix I, I'm obviously being I'm obviously kidding I don't want this much squid game but I just like the idea of Netflix <laughs> making a franchise out of this because they need them you can outside of Stranger Things 456 pops, different pops. They're almost identical and just have different numbers <laughs> on their check. <laughs> just have all the main characters on them. That'd be the ultimate collector's item. They just have like rows of all 456 of them. God. And maybe have them have them have limited runs of like 2,000 each and then watch just the prices skyrocket on eBay. 
Nice game. Well, one of them would only have a run of 100 each or something. Number 273, they only made 50. Yeah, because no one cares. <laughs> <laughs> you got to have your one, your 101, which is the bully, your 456, and I can't remember the other main characters. Numbers. 111. I'm amazed you remember those. 69, 96. Oh, 69. Though. That was, yeah, 69 was the couple. <laughs> the, the, the husband was 69. Um, but yeah, it's just, there's, there's a lot of good potential there. Listen to this Netflix. There's lots of great advertising and, and marketing shit here that's being spilled. And it's obviously very good social commentary, yada, yada, yada. You know, like, this is great. Um, it's not well, just... Like- like capitalism yeah capitalism, capitalism the 99% versus the 1% betting on people like horses um and also but what else i got to say it wasn't even related to that. i don't remember i don't know I we should wrap things up it. yeah well, anything yeah. else any last thoughts about squid game danny no i will recommend it but i won't tell people why <laughs> Nick. yeah i loved it it's probably going to be up one of my favorite shows by the end of my life, like top 50 or something. Guns <laughs> when I die. Until you watch Ted Lasso, damn it. It's certainly my favorite show of the year. Um, and oh, I remember what I was going to say. By the end of my life. That is funny. I will say this. Um, <laughs> and I hope they don't because it's already been a hit in America. Don't you dare re- remake this with English actors. And like. Oh, they will. Uh, but oh, there's no. Will. The thing is, there's no point to. But what I read if there's this figure yesterday. One what if there's fo- just a spinoff? Of like a spinoff that's it takes Squid place Game in America. America. That could as long as it's not a remake. Takes place in the same world. It's just a different Squid Game story. I'm okay with that, or even London or something. But yeah, be like, oi, you going to die? That's your best one yet. You should leave I, it. On I that, love Java. the show, and I love that <laughs> voice. So cut the check. Cut the check. All right. Well, thank you, dear listeners, for listening. If you want more of us, feel free to add us on social media. Of course, make sure you check out the Genreverse Podcast Network, which is now, I think, the official name of the LRM Online Podcast Network. Genreverse is what we're going by these days. Uh, Nick, where can people find you on Twitter? At GeekyNickDoll um, on Twitter. And then uh, I also do Marvel Multiverse Mayhem with Kyle. Danny, where can people find you? You can find me at the butchers looking at meat. <laughs> All right. And you can find me on Twitter under the name Jam. Or, well, fuck, I fucked up. You can find me on Twitter <laughs> at Jam the Writer. And my uh, books under the name AJ Serna on Amazon and Audible. And that is it. Uh, hasta lasagna. Don't get any on ya. Mission accomplished. Redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 
Did you know using your browser in incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Take back your privacy with IPVanish VPN. Just one tap and all your data, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be instantly protected. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. Use IPVanish on all your devices, anytime you go online at home and especially on public Wi-Fi. Get IPVanish now for 70% off a yearly plan with this exclusive offer at IPVanish.com audio.